0: Okay, welcome. You guys ready to be stirred up? Yeah. So the reason I said that is because um, a couple of weeks ago when Ted Travers was here, uh, he's a like a, he was a big part of this church family years ago, and he lives in Tennessee, I think now, North Carolina. So um, Rachel mentioned something about him being stirring things up or being a stir stick, and this morning during our worship, our um, encounter worship this morning. Lori came up and said, that's really not a one-time event, right? It's not a person. Um, that one person stir up a church that we are all supposed to be stir sticks. So she had r- ran around and put stir sticks in everybody's hand to remind us that we're the stir sticks. And so I'm here to stir you up this morning. Amen. So... Um, so, many of you know the kind of year that I've had, and um, when Tony said it was time for me to preach, I, I knew what I was supposed to speak about. I didn't know exactly how I was supposed to present it, um, because I, I didn't want it to be about brokenness. I wanted it to be about victory, that how God restores us, and He's a redeemer, regardless of what we've been through. And so, on your notes there, you have notes, um, I was going to call this um, life is hard, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> but that wasn't spiritual enough. So, um, so momentary trials armor up. Okay? And, and you'll understand the significance of that as I go along. So I just want to give you a little bit of history. Um, in, in there I said that challenges throughout life bring about spiritual tempering. And that tempering process, if you look at it, it says to make stronger and more resilient through hardship. And so if you've ever seen somebody make something like uh, the blacksmith and he's making these instruments or whatever it is, you know, he heats it up super hot and is using the hammer to pound it into what he wants it to be, right? And that's a difficult process, takes a lot of energy, Um, hot and cold. Um, but out of that comes what the blacksmith wants for his purpose, right? And so, God has done the same thing through me, and he wants to do that same thing, same thing through each one of us. So, a little bit about me, for those of you who don't know. Um, I've been here since 1987 at, at this church, a uh, pretty long time. Uh, I was an, a deacon for about 10 years before I was an elder, and I've been an elder about four years now, time flies. So just a little bit of background there, and, and I wanted to give you a little bit about the context of where I'm coming from, um, so you understand more kind of that there's um, some gravity and what I want to share with you this morning. So I was number seven of eight kids, um, which is pretty fun. Uh, the Gandas, I think, are might be in the back. They kind of know what that's all about, with nine kids over there. Um, and when I was young, I, I grew up stuttering as a young child, and, uh, which was really hard. It kind of set the tone for my life, and, uh, in the beginning anyways. God redefined that, which is pretty cool. Um, but it created a very strong fear of man in me, because every time I opened my mouth, usually someone would make fun of you. Um, kids are not very kind, you know, when you're young growing up. So it did set a tone uh, that I was very fearful. And, and it's a testimony that I'm even up here speaking to you today um, because of that, how God has redeemed something like that. And praise God, I did, grew, I did grow out of that, but I still had that very strong fear of men that God has been continually delivering me from. And, and I feel like I'm pretty much on the other side of that, especially after the last year that I had. Um, I grew up in South Florida. I started doing drugs at the age of 12. Um, I did about everything you could do, except shoot something in my vein. I I didn't have enough uh, courage for that, I guess, thank God. Um, But I grew up in that environment um, of just being like a party animal and and being kind of a druggie, basically. I was a very functional druggie, though, because I did really good in school. And um, I I remember enjoying doing calculus when I was high and that kind of stuff, you know. um, That's the mathematician and the engineer in me. I, I put myself through engineering college. I was an engineer for 10 years for Harris. And uh, so I know what it's like to work hard, right? My, my dad kind of instilled that in me. And, um, and, and so I've learned to do stuff on my own. Um, in 1987 is when I met my wife, Ann, uh, who many of you knew. Um, and approximately two weeks, so we met in 87. About two weeks before our wedding in 88, June of 88, I got saved. You know, God, in, in my 300ZX driving down the road, two weeks before my wedding, got my attention because uh, I was walking this really crazy line of one life being a party animal and one life going to church. You know, it was really pretty interesting. But he got my attention and saved me radically, uh, totally delivered the need and desire for drugs. Amen. Like, like Amen. that, just gone just gone 15 years like gone like that so 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 that was like his first like got my attention kind of thing you know and um ever since then so like i said i was a druggie seven out of eight kids in my family did drugs Um, all my friends did drugs and after i got saved the lord said separate yourself." and so for a year i separated myself from my family and my friends because he probably knew I couldn't stand that temptation. And um, it was a really hard thing for me to do that because they thought I was crazy. Um, and at the end of that, I was able to have a testimony to all my family and friends. And I wrote them the letter. It, it was a really cool thing in the end. Um, but also the Lord said, I want you to be devoted to the word and I want you to be devoted to prayer. So I took that very seriously. Um, I have some OCD tendencies, and that was a good OCD tendency to have, (laughs) was to be devoted to the Word and prayer. And uh, so every year since then, I have read through the Bible every year since then. And I don't say that as a brag, because what it has done is it prepared me for last year. Because if you don't have foundations, um, I think what we're experiencing now with all this pandemic stuff is just an inkling of things to come. Um, And if you do not have foundations, you will be rocked. And you will not do well. And now is the time for us to rise up. Now is the time for people to look at us and say, why aren't you falling apart? Why aren't you in fear of what's happening? Right? Now is the time, now now is the time. Um, Also, that was the time that, shortly after I got saved, Pastor Jim, he used to be a pastor here, um, had a teaching on prayer, and boy, it just gripped me, you know, that, how important that had to be. And so every morning, you know, I just devoted that time to prayer, and I just stuck with that the entire time. Um, in 1995, so I was an engineer. In 1995, during the renewal stuff that happened here, um, God had showed me that, <clears throat> that I was no longer supposed to be in engineering, uh, that He was calling me to something else. And uh, I'm like, really? like, I've gone through all this stuff, and now you're calling me out of what I've just put all this hard work into. And uh, But it was totally a God thing. And um, so he said, and it was through, I had had a back problem, and uh, chiropractor helped me out of great. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. I kind of like this stuff, actually. And natural, and it helped me. And then God said, you're going to change. And uh, so that's what I did. I started running down that route. <clears throat> it's actually out of Promise Keepers. I meant that he solidified it. And that's a whole other story that's pretty cool that I could share with you at some time. Um, 1999 is when I graduated. Oh, oh, there was one other thing with that call to leave. We used to have Bible studies on Sunday evenings here. And uh, Don Patterson was doing this talk on faith. And I was in the back and it was Hebrews 11.6. And it said, without faith it's impossible to please God. And it was like an arrow went right through my heart. I, I realized at that point that um, it wasn't really about a career change as much as it was a faith challenge, because uh, Anne was an accountant, I was an engineer. We made lots of money for that time frame back then, 25 plus years ago, and we really didn't want for a whole lot. You know, we we were very comfortable, um, and we really didn't have to like depend on God, right? Because in the physical sense, we had a lot. We we had what we needed. Um, and when, when he said that scripture, Hebrews eleven 6, I'm like, wow, that's what it's about. It's about trusting him, like with everything. And uh, so I did. We packed up. We went out to St. Louis um, and uh, started all over again, uh, which is real fun. Uh, so 1999, we um, graduated, and we were broke, um, but we were debt-free. Um, Most people in my class were indebted to the tune of like $95,000. And we were debt-free. We were broke, but we were (laughs) debt-free. We we, we owned a condo that we were renting out that we couldn't afford to live in at the time. Um, So God provided there too. And and that's another story uh, for a different time. Um, So I graduated in August of 99, and uh, my oldest brother, who was um, the chief druggie in our family, (laughs) unfortunately, in and out of prison many times. Uh, The last time he went into prison, Anna Anna and I reached out to him. He ended up getting saved in prison, uh, which is awesome. He lived with us for a while. And then he, um, we had very strong guidelines, and he broke those guidelines. And and so we set him up in a place to live. And long story short, he went back to South Florida, which was not a good thing. And I hadn't seen him in three and a half years. So when I um, graduated, my heart was to hook up with him again. And in November of 99, I got a call from my dad that my brother had passed away. And uh, it was inadvertently as a result of drug stuff. Um, and so he was only 49 years old. And that was like my first brush of reality of death. And uh, it was a pretty hard thing because I wanted to reconnect with him so, so hard. So um, I just kept on going. I, I, I used that as a witness to my family. I, I was the first person in our family to get saved, and most of us are saved now, um, which is awesome. Um, so I'm very thankful for that. Anne was part of that salvation process. If it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have been saved, because um, she had just got saved before we met in 1987. Um, fast forward to 2017, and uh, we've, we have a business. We've, we've been in practice a while, and um, my 87-year-old mom passes away and two good friends passed away that were young. And um, once again, I got hit by that feeling of what's happening. And um, it was the first time I ever tasted depression. Um, I was always kind of an upbeat kind of person. But um, that was definitely a, uh, a tough point in my life. And I actually could feel why people would want it beyond antidepressant because I was pretty low at one point. Uh, But once again, the Lord just came beside me and pulled me out of that. Um, But it was a rough period for for me. Um, But God is a redeemer, as I mentioned, and and he took me out of that. Fast forward to 2019. Um, I had the the fall before I was body surfing, around 2018, and, and I got slammed really hard into the bottom. Like It was a pretty good wave, slammed me right down, compressed my spine pretty badly. Um, I had herniated a disc in my low back when I was in my 20s. That the chiropractic helped me out, and that's why I left to go to chiropractic. Um, but I didn't think much of it. I was okay. I just sore for a couple of days, and then several months later, I developed the sciatic that was like the worst sciatic. I could totally identify with my patients that <laughs> walked through that door with sciatic pain because it was like hard, and nothing was working. The chiropractic wasn't working. Nothing was working. I tried everything. And uh, it was a very challenging time. I I had to take massive amounts of anti-inflammatories just to to work. Finally, I found a guy in South Florida that did this natural ozone injection stuff and took like 90% of it away. So I was praising the Lord for that. Ozone injection? Ozone injection, yeah. You can talk to me later about that. (laughs) Um, But uh, that was also the year that Ann's health started declining and uh, some female issues. And we started investigating that. And... um, at, at, at the time, it was uncertain about what exactly was going, going on. Um, then in uh, January of 2020 was, was the time frame, um, consulting with the doctor and everything, we had a cruise scheduled for on the mid-end of January, which he was really wanting to go on. And the doctor said, no, you cancel that cruise, you need surgery. And uh, so she had surgery, uh, hysterectomy. Cancer was verified at that time. Um, they were uh, a long story short. Um, it looked kind of minor, but it was still aggressive. And um, she was very anemic at that point. And if if she would have started chemo at that time, it probably would have killed her, anyways, at that time, because uh, she was just not in good shape. So. We were looking at alternative things to do, chemo plus other stuff. And then COVID hit, um, March, April timeframe, and, uh, you know, our practice went down. We were, we were um, trying to run the place mostly by ourselves because of all the lockdown stuff that had happened, and that kind of weakened her a little more. Uh, in May, she started having some neurological stuff. I said, this is not good. And in June 1st, we, it was verified that cancer was pretty much everywhere in her body. And um, in July 5th, she was gone. And so, not only did I leave my life partner for uh, 32 years, um, but now I, I was left to run a practice by myself because she was my practice manager. <laughs> she was my accountant because that was her degree. And um, I'm just like, what do I do? Right? And where is God in all this stuff? And. Uh, Three weeks after my wife passed, my brother, Kevin, 65, passed away suddenly. And i um, not sure exactly what happened, they say it may have been a massive stroke or a heart attack. Um, since that time in the past year, uh, my wife, my brother, uh, uncle, a brother-in-law, two friends and five patients have passed away in my circle of influence. And each time it was like, um, the arrow coming at you. Um, and just the, that pounding, that tempering process. <laughs> like, okay, Lord, I know you've got me, and um, you will not leave me nor forsake me. And I know there's a purpose in all this. Uh, and I am not going to give up. Amen. Yeah. And it was at, the, at that point, um, Isaiah 53:3, I could identify with Jesus that he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. It's like, man, that really is hitting hard right now. So, the enemy moves in, right, for the attack, because he loves to do that. He loves to bring adversity into our lives, because in the flesh we are very weak beings. And and part of this message is to encourage you that you need to get out of the flesh, that you need to get out of your emotions, and you need to stay on, um, grounded in the Word of God, because that's the only thing that's going to make you survive what I just went through. Um, so, confronting the lies and the wise. Second Corinthians, ten, three through five. First, I just said verse five, but the, 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 the three and four are crucial. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations in every lofty thought, every lofty thing that raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So I, I memorized that verse many years ago, and little did I know how powerful and crucial that verse was going to be as part of my recovery process. Because every time the lies came, every time the lies came, it was like a filter here, right, a filter. And, and I was saying, that does not line up with God. That does not line up with the scripture. And then I could combat it with the scripture. But I will tell you, I had lots of things coming at me thought-wise, even though I'd been a strong believer for 32 years at that point. Um, I, I call it the accuser's torment there. Um, so right after my wife passed away, I've got the weight of the world, all this stuff on my brain and what's happening. And what am I going to do with my practice? Um, and the devil said, you saved others, but you couldn't save your wife. Right? When, when Jesus was on the cross, um, they were hurling abuse at him, right? Let's see if he's going to save himself. He saved others, but he can't save himself. And that's what came happening right after she passed away. And I just rebuked that. Amen. I said, no, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to accept that. And then there's the promises, right? It's, it's really interesting. When you look at Hebrews 11:6 6, that I had mentioned that was a pivotal verse in, in me changing uh, careers. Uh, faith, it's impossible to please God. The other half of that verse is, he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I said, Lord, I have diligently sought you. All my life. Why did this happen? Why did this happen? These are the things that are coming at me. I'm just being real uh, with you guys, right? Because we have to be real nowadays. Jesus, the reason that they were so attracted to him is because he was real and he was compassionate toward the people that are around him. Psalm 91.10, No evil nor plague shall come near your tent. Last thing on my mind was cancer. The last thing on my mind. We we lived a very healthy lifestyle the past twenty five years. Proverbs nineteen twenty-three the fear of the Lord leads to life untouched by evil. I'm struggling with these things. I'm just sharing this. I don't struggle now, but when it first happened I did. Romans eight twenty eight. All things work for good for those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And so, you know, just being bombarded by all of these thoughts. And and trying to keep my wits about me, because I have to still keep a business running, right? In 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 the midst of the sorrow, I still have to keep this business afloat. So I'm just hunkered down, right? I'm hunkered down in the word. I am staying in prayer. Because I'm not gonna let this defeat me. That was that wasn't my that was as horrible as this whole thing has been, I was determined because For the past 30 years, I was in the Word. I was in prayer. I was in fellowship with this body of believers. I was in a home group, always connected to a home group. Always. So the reality is the Bible never said it would be easy. Right? Versus what I call a comfy Christianity message. Um, There's this thought sometimes that everything's gonna be rosy when you get saved. And why I would never trade being saved for anything else for what the alternative is, um, that's not what's promised in the word. Um, Does it mean we can't have victory in the process of our trials? No, I'm here to tell you I'm I'm victorious now. Um, But being real again, if you know that the battle is gonna be tough then it hardens you and you ready yourself for that versus this comfy Christianity message of it's going to be easy once you get saved. and Your troubles are going to go away. So Psalm thirty-four nineteen, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Right? So it's going to be affliction. Jesus talking to his disciples. So, you know, he's, he's leading up to the cross. You know his time is soon. And he's given his disciples the pep talk, right? He's trying to encourage them and let them know, I'm going to be here. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be here for you spiritually, but I'm going to be leaving soon. And he tells them, in this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Amen. Right? So, tribulation, but he's going to help us overcome it. Yes. Right? That, that's there's always, when, when you look at this message of um, momentary trials, um, there's always a redeeming part of it. That even though it's going to be hard, um, that he's coming alongside of us to, to redeem us and strengthen us, to temper us through that process of the challenge. Um, that's, that's the, that, that always has to be part of the message. First uh, Peter four 12, don't be surprised by the fiery ordeal that you're experiencing. I have these scriptures as keys, but you can read these full things. I encourage you to do so um, and meditate on this for a while Um, because these things come about for our testing. I mentioned that tempering process that um, they're here to build us up, not to break us down. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we could have abundant life. So, so, there's always the other part, right, that you have to throw in there. First Peter 5.8, the devil is looking for whom he may devour, right? And that's the other important part of being so tied in to the word and grounded in prayer and fellowship, is because when you're a loner, you're vulnerable, right? And, and whether that, loaning, that loner process is not being in the word or in prayer or in fellowship, Um, There's a lot of people I know that have been hurt by the church, by the church, which has caused them to step out of the body of believers, which I believe is a very dangerous thing. Um, If you look at nature and you look at how lions and these predators hunt, they always single out the weak one. They always single out the weak one because they know they have an advantage. Right? So don't be one of those weak ones. Don't, Don't seclude yourself. Don't stay disconnected. Because your strength is in the body. The body of Christ. That's where your strength is. Amen. I mentioned John 10:10. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, all the lies, I'm trying to fight them off as much as possible. It's funny that one of the songs was the battle belongs to the Lord kind of thing this morning. I don't know if you planned it that way, but if that was appropriate. Um, there's always a purpose in our suffering always a purpose in our suffering. And I've listed some here, there's tons of them, but I believe one of the major ones is to shift our focus from this temporal life to the eternal. Um, God really, you know, Jesus talked about the kingdom many times in his preachings. And um, I think he did that because he wanted, that's where our focus was supposed to be, right? Not, not in the temporal things of life because as I told you, there's lots of affliction in this temporal life. And it's not until we shift our focus in, into that eternal realm that we can stay more grounded, right? Because even like looking at what's happening right now with this pandemic, um, the enemy has taken a veil over this world right now. Right. And he is pushing hard. Right. It's the hardest hardcore press I've ever seen in my life. Yep. In Amen. the 60 years I've been around. Um, And you have to be grounded. You have to be focused on the eternal. So 2 Corinthians 4.17, for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look at not the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Um, One of the things that it has been very much that the Lord has used with all this loss in my life is that it has given me a new heart uh, towards people in general, which is what he wants our heart to be in general, I believe. Um, Jesus' heart was always for people and for healing them and, and for reaching out to them. And uh, I think he wants to do that with us too, through our sufferings. Uh, one of the reasons is we can comfort others and bear one another's burdens, right? 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 5. Uh, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we will be able to comfort those in our lives who are in any affliction with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. So whatever trial you're going through, you know, mine was lost. It was all lost this year personal loss but it could be a marriage that you're fighting for it could be a work situation Um, your kids having issues Uh, whatever it is God wants to use that affliction to help others to comfort others because he's going to comfort you through it Uh, for just as the sufferings of Christ are ours in abundance so also our comfort is abundant through Christ Um, another reason so I believe that we go through these things. It's for the church to step up. It's for the body of believers, the people that, you, that hopefully you're in fellowship with, that they come alongside, right? Come alongside. And, and, and I would encourage people, if you know someone that's going through loss, trials of any kind, that you reach out. because Some people are very unsure of what to do when people have lost loved ones or if they're in conflict of any, kind, whether it's a marriage or whatever it is, it's like, should I approach them? Should I? <laughs> you know, it's kind of awkward, right? You know, just death is an, is a, is an awkward thing in the natural. Um, but I would encourage you to, to reach out instead, to err on the side of reaching out to someone that's been through lots of trial and see if you can help. They can always say no or turn, turn you away, um, but err on the side of reaching out. So, Galatians 6.2, says bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of christ so i i wanted to uh do a little shout out here ron gallagher who's sitting in the back there um i've known him for 30 years or so he used to go to this church many many years ago and he's come back Praise god Um, ron has a business where he helps out small businesses in every capacity of finance and and, uh, all kinds of stuff and so Ann passed away on a Sunday, and payroll was due Friday. And I had no idea what was supposed to happen with that. Um, And so Annie, one of our employees, said, Oh, I have a person that you need to talk to. I said, What's her name? I said, Ron Gallagher. And I just had to laugh because it wasn't on my brain. um, Because he incorporated our business 21 years ago. And, and did our finances the first few years until my wife figured out uh, corporate tax stuff. Um, so he came alongside me, he sent his daughter over, and the next day, and they got my payroll out, and um, I have since handed all, all my financial stuff to his company, which has been a blessing. So I'll, that's one area that I'd just rather not do is uh, financial. N- nor did I have the time uh, to do that. Um, so Come alongside and bear those burdens. Thank you, Ron, very much for doing that. Um, but each one of us is supposed to do that in our sphere of influence for yes, people that are hurting, to, to come alongside. Um, you know, Jesus talked about his his um, yoke is easy and his burden's light. It's it's because when you when you're yoked, right? If you've seen oxen before, they're both yoked together and they can pull a um, a, a heavier load. Right? than they could if either one of them was pulling that load. So come alongside and bear one another's burdens. Childs can produce endurance, which results in us being complete. James 1, you've all read this if you've read the Bible. Consider it all joy, something I have not had much of the past year, I'll tell you. My brothers and sisters, when you encounter various trials, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So sometimes it's making us stronger for the long haul because on the other side of these trials, I believe, God has something else for you, that it's of much higher purpose than yourself. Yes. Right? Because yes. He's always about not only redeeming you out of the process, but using that for his glory. Amen. That's the ultimate purpose, is, is that he would be glorified through this kind of stuff. I, I mean, I've had people ask me, how are you still going? And I have an answer for them. <laughs> and I can tell them kind of what I'm telling you and very encapsulated. That It's because of Jesus and the Lord that's getting you through all that. Amen. Thank you. Affliction can draw us into learning God's ways more, right? Psalm one nineteen seventy 71, uh, it is good that I was afflicted that I might learn your statutes. So, sometimes we're going through stuff because the Lord wants to draw us closer and deeper into a new revelation of him. Again, so we are more equipped for his ultimate purposes that he has for us down the road. Each one of you was chosen for a purpose. Amen. You may not know it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you are pressing into that if you don't have that feeling of purpose. Um, his like ultimate purpose that he has for you. Because he didn't save you just to save you or else we'd be poof and gone, right? right? He saved us so we can help others get saved. So through it all, God is faithful. He is our redeemer. Isaiah 43, 1, 2, But now... Thus says the Lord, your creator, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear. Let me tell you, I had a lot of fear at the beginning. I mentioned that's where I came from, right? It was the spirit of fear. Um, and, And God gradually, continually walked me through each month. Each month. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That's really reassuring. We're His. We're His, He's not gonna let us go. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched. Nor will the flame burn you. When I read that scripture, and and I think about what's happened the past year, with each loss, with each death of these people that have been in my life. The water was rising. It kept rising. Like, Lord, I know you got me in this, but um, it's getting hard to tread, this water. It's getting higher and higher. And so I'm like, I don't know if you've ever been in a pool, you know, you're walking down the the deep end of the pool, and and the water's getting closer and closer. (laughs) And I felt like this much was above the water. Right? But guess what? It didn't go farther than that. <laughs> I could still breathe. And then walk my weight backwards out of it, right? Because he said he wouldn't let it overflow you. And yeah, it got pretty hot sometimes. <laughs> like that fire was right on top of me. Um, but it didn't scorch me. It didn't take, take me out. Because uh, I was determined not to let that happen. Because um, there was too much at stake that he still has to work in me and through me. Um, there was this big thing with the, the enemy also. Um, I say I can versus I can't. Philippians 4.13, you know, through, through Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. All these obstacles that I was up against running a business and doing all this stuff and living life without my wife, um, I would, the, the thought would come, I can't do this, I can't do this anymore. Like, I want to check out, <laughs> just want to check out. That was the other great advice that Ron gave to me when I spoke to him a couple days after my wife passed away. He said, do not make any decisions or do anything different for the next year. Because right. all I wanted to do was pack up and go to the islands. <laughs> that was my thought, that was my initial thought. Because um, it sounded a lot easier. But every time that I can't came up, that's a lie. Because right? right. Philippians says, I can. Yes. Right? That's right. Yes. So that's, you can. Every time the devil says you can't, you need to counter that with Philippians 4.13. In Christ. Three, three, in Christ, three, three, in Christ. Three, three, um, God is always with us. Isaiah 41.10, no fear. He is our God. He will strengthen and uphold us. He's always there for us. And, and then I have this Job's second half blessing. Um, Again, identifying with Jesus as a man of sorrow and grief, I, I felt like I could identify with um, Job a little bit. Not quite as bad as him, but, but it still wasn't great. And uh, God had impressed upon me that through all this, that, that he was going to redeem it, that I was going to have a Job ending. And, and, and I pressed into that. And I still believe that. And I believe that's happening. And... Over a few months, I had two different brothers that prayed for me that I had not said anything about Job. And both of them said that you were going to have a Job ending. Amen, amen. So again, the burden bearers coming alongside these, these men speaking into my life, words that the, that the Lord had given me and confirmed through two other brothers it was part of that burden bearing process. But once again, stronger, getting stronger, getting stronger. Uh, by the way, even with all of the COVID and um, <clears throat> loss of income and stuff, I still came out in the black in 2020. Amen. So that's, that was a minor miracle. I had friends that shut down and weren't even practicing. So um, another God's faithfulness and goodness. right? Um, God's desire is to give us a new heart and spirit. Ezekiel thirty six twenty six. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from you and give you a heart of flesh. I, I've always been kind of a, a tender guy um, and kind of soft toward people. Not your average guy. Um, but it helped me a lot in practice because I, I was able to sympathize and empathize with my patients and help them and pray for them. Um, but this, this thing that's happened the past year has given me a new um, degree of compassion towards people. And it's kind of, I mentioned taking us from the temporal to the eternal, that how short time is, right? Um, tomorrow will come, um, but our loved ones may not be part of that tomorrow. And so you always have to have that in mind, that time is short. And to be reaching out, because um, the Lord's really given me a heart more to, to uh, witness to people and, and to not um, beat around the bush, so to speak, that we can do with some. Um, because time is short, and the time is now to reach out to them. But he wants to give us a new heart, because um, I've I got to tell you, one of the things that's very evident with this whole pandemic thing is people's hearts are getting hard. And the enemy is using this to pit people against one another. Because he divides and conquers, right? That's right. That's right. Um, I purposely don't comment on Facebook about all this stuff that's going on uh, just because of that reason. I'm, I'm just putting out my devotionals and uplifting stuff uh, because the enemy wants to, to divide and conquer. Um, so he wants us to have a new heart through our trials, um, which he's doing, which he does and can do. So. Shortly after my wife passed, I got tons of letters and stuff from my patients and family and things, and um, one of the letters, again, this was only about a month afterwards, and I'm still trying to decide, do I want to stay here? Do I want to do what I'm doing? Or do I just want to check out for a while? And she had written me this card, it was a Christian card, and on the inside she wrote, God still has a plan, you still have a purpose. And let me tell you, that was a rhema word from this gal, my patient, she'd been my patient for several years. And it cut to my heart any thought that I had of checking out. (laughs) I was like, okay, that was right there, man. That was a word from God, from my patient. It said, God still has a plan, you still have a purpose. I'm gonna tell each one of you that you have a plan. God has a plan, you have a purpose. Regardless, regardless of what you're going through. Regardless of what you're going through. Um, so that was like a dividing line, I think, for me. Because God knew I needed that. Again, a burden bearer came alongside me. So, here I am, brokenhearted. I was brokenhearted. I still have some stuff there, but it's hard not to. Um, one of my patients also gave me this. It was like a... A weighted thing, stone, really beautiful stone. <clears throat> and on the stone, on the scripture, was Psalm 34:18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Or rescues is, is another translation, those who are crushed in spirit. And so I put that on my dining room table across from me where my wife used to sit when we have breakfast. And I would look at that kind of fondly and, and, and uh, yes, I have a broken heart, thinking to myself, but God saves He's saving and redeeming me from this whole thing. And I just always look at it every morning. And so July 2nd, it talks about there, this July 2nd. uh, My wife passed away July 5th, right, last year. And so that weekend I took an extra day off because I just kind of wanted to chill out, you know, and not kind of have some extra time. And July 2nd, it was a Friday morning, I had read my Bible. I was just kind of praying. And I looked across at that. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed spirit. Just kind of contemplating it, you know, my wife's anniversary of her death coming up. And then the Lord said, That's done with, that's over. He said, I gave you a new name over 10 years ago. I gave you a new name over 10 years ago. Do you remember what that name was? This is the Lord talking to me. I said, yes, I do know what that means. I do know what that means. Over 10 years ago, the Lord gave me a new name, Braveheart. And I'd forgotten that. And he said, You're not broken heart anymore. You're brave heart. And let me tell you, I lost it after that. <laughs> I mean, it was just like God coming down, and I was so overwhelmed with his redeeming word and how much he loves me and how. 10 plus years ago when he gave me that name, he knew exactly what was going to happen and exactly how I was going to need that word again and that name and a reminder of who I was, who I am. I'm not broken heart anymore, I'm brave heart. And I had the Joshua scripture here because the book of Joshua has been very uh, instrumental in, in my life. And in that first chapter there, three times in three verses, brave and courageous, Fear not, brave and courageous. Fear not, brave and courageous. Because he's with them, right? God assured him, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Right? Regardless of what you're going through, he's with you. And then, so, armor up. The reason I have that on there, that's very significant. So, it was... um, January 1, 2020. So we didn't know she had cancer yet. <clears throat> but that morning I woke up and it wasn't audible, but it was about as close as it could. The Lord said, Armor up. That was before everything hit the fan. He was telling me, Prepare, armor up. And I knew what that meant because when I was an engineer and I had an assignment in Seattle for years, Um, It was a kind of adversarial situation. I I was the on-site rep for Harris. Harris was not quite fulfilling their stuff. They were behind. And every morning I had to walk into this status meeting of three customers that were like, I needed my shield, you know. They were like... (laughs) And I was on the end of that. And Harris really wasn't supporting me as great as they could. And, And I almost walked. I almost walked off that job. But again, God told me not to do that. So every morning on the bus into Seattle I would mentally put on each piece of the armor. Mentally, I would each put on each piece of the armor. I did that for, God, at least a year. So I knew what Armor Up meant back then, right? And when he said that January 1st, little did I know uh, what was going to happen in the ensuing months, um, how much I was going to need that armor again. And so, he said to me, you're a brave heart, but you don't have to be brave if you're not in a battle. Right. right? Everything's hunky-dory. You don't even feel like you need to read your Bible sometime, right? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, the reason we need the armor, right? Point, point 1.7, eh? Ephesians 6, 11, 13. So an important emphasis there is the full armor of God. It's not about the pieces. There's a reason Paul said the full armor of God, because you need every single piece. So I'm going to step you through that real quickly, because this is part of the victory, right? Part of the victory. Um, Belt of truth, right? I was trying to find something that said truth belt truth across the top. I couldn't find anything. Um, it's interesting that he starts with the truth, the belt of truth. And if you look at what the scripture talks about truth, and Jesus said about the truth, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, right? Without the truth, the rest of the armor does not have its full impact. You have to have the truth as the foundation. Which I believe actually is Christ, right? That is Christ. So here's where you get to see what's happening here. So Gary, Gary, could I have your help for a second? So it's time to armor up, right? So if you could, Gary, if you could take that around. Do it tight. Yeah, There you go. Yep. Yeah. That's good. All, right. all right, so I've got the belt of truth. I've got the breastplate of righteousness, right? That protects our heart, right? And, and you're going to see the, all these elements are critical because if you don't have them all, then you're, then you're open to attack and the wounds of the enemy. Um, the gospel of peace, walk in confidence, right? That allows us to. With the truth, you have the gospel of peace and Jesus, right? Part of this whole pandemic thing is people are not in peace right now, let me tell you. They are living in fear and anxiety and chaos. It's unbelievable. Just never seen anything like this in my life. But the truth and the gospel of peace prepares you, right? It prepares you for that. Prepares you for that. So faith, right? Right? Pretty interesting the way, the order of these things, right? Shield of faith, right? That stops the fiery darts of the enemy, right. right? If I was to take this off, no protection, right? This gives me some protection, which is really good. Guards my heart. More protection, right, faith which is the first thing that got me going on this entire crazy track of changing careers, was faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And it keeps you strong from the attacks of the enemy. Didn't know you are gonna get show and tell, did you? Spared no expense on all this stuff, okay? okay. Helmet of salvation, hey, your thought life, right? Yeah. Most of the battle is in the brain. It's in the mind, yes. I'm telling you. Yes. Most of the battle is in the mind. The Lord knows that. Got to protect those thoughts. Got to take them captive to the obedience of Christ. Yes. Right? You have to take them captive to the obedience of Christ. The sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Right? told you, I've been reading the Bible through it every year for 32 years 33 years not to brag but it gave a foundation and when these thoughts and stuff came up I had a scripture to rebuild it to rebuttal it so sort of the spirit but guess what doesn't do much sitting there right a little helpful if you take that sucker out now you're ready to do some damage right right Now you're ready to do some damage. And something else that's very important about this thing is that if you look at most of the armor, it's defensive. Right? Protect. This is offensive. And defensive, but mostly offensive. This is the thing that cuts through. It cuts through the lies, the deception. And can overpower anything that you've got going up against you. Amen. But it doesn't do any good if you leave it in the sheath, right? You've got to take it out. You've got to read it, right. put it to use. Claim it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So there's something else that's missing. Huh? Right. Who, who, who said prayer? There you go. Okay, good. Whoever said it, you get an A+. (laughs) A lot of people don't think about the prayer part as part of the armor. But it's right at the end, right? Pray at all times. Pray Pray without ceasing. Mm -hmm. That I believe the prayer is part of the glue that holds this armor together. Because it allows us to communicate with the Father. And to get his leadings. And to know when to go out and not to go out. To know when to stand your ground or to go forward. Because sometimes if you're, going, if you're not going out in his strength, regardless of the armor, you're in trouble. Right? There's trouble examples in, in Scripture, in the Old Testament especially, of the Israelites going out without protection because it wasn't God's timing, and they got routed. Um, and then when you've done everything you could do, Then you stand firm. Right? Because let me tell you, it's going to get worse in the days ahead. (laughs) I hate to tell you that. But um, it's going to get more challenging. And you just have to stand your ground. But if you got the armor, you can stand. Right? You can stand if you got the armor. Because did I look more protected before or after the armor? After, right? More prepared for battle before or after this. Ah, you guys are getting the message so just to land the plane and this will be the the landing as opposed to saying I'm going to do it again Um, we may never understand why things happen this side of glory we may never understand why we go through the things we go through why I lost almost a dozen people in my life last year 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known. Sometimes I think, you know, when we get to glory, when we get to heaven, we'll just get this like big data download. And we'll just like, oh, okay. <laughs> now I understand all that stuff I went through. Maybe you won't, I don't know. But, but I think our questions will be answered. And, um, but for the time being, we have to, to um, be comfortable and content in the place that it's okay not to know why. Right? I don't know why the Lord took my wife, uh, my brother, and all those other people. Um, because in the natural, it doesn't make sense. But... I'm resting in the fact that I don't have to know that now. That I'm just going to push forward and I'm pushing into the eternal purpose of all that loss, which is to give him glory and to help other people in a much deeper way than I've been helping them in the past. So stay tuned for that part. As I mentioned, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You just cannot go a long life willy-nilly Entertaining all the stuff that goes into your head. Because not every thought that goes into your head is your own. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Understanding that these trials are a part of your Christian life. Right? I talked about sucking it up, buttercup, you know? <laughs> that, that that's just part of the Christian life. And to not be surprised by fiery ordeals that we will all face some more than others at one time or another. The good part is that God is always, he always has a redeeming and internal purpose for our suffering. And he's always there for us, promises not to leave us or forsake us. And um, he wants us to help other people around us. That's, that's, the, that's the bigger part of it. God is more concerned about our heart than our personal comfort. I I really believe a lot of the things that we go through in that tempering process are really just to dig us deeper in him and to reveal the Savior's heart in us, right? Because there is a lot, a lot, a lot of hurting people right now. And they are hurting even more as a result of all this pandemic because whenever something's under pressure, right? you, you, You see what it's made out of more pressure that's exerted on something you you see what's happening and you see how well people hold together and i'm seeing people fall apart around me christian and non-christian and so he wants to just tie that all together to strengthen us so we can be a witness and a light and a redeemer for those people that are around us because he wants them right he wants those people much as we want Him. Last but not least, our battle belongs to the Lord. It's a spiritual battle. It is not a natural battle. And we win. We win. And I can honestly say I feel like I'm winning again. I feel like I'm coming out of the darkness, so to speak. Um, God's brought some wonderful people into my life um, that has been part of that process. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, because he has a good, a good plan for us, right? Amen. Jeremiah has got a good plan for us. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to have the worship team come up. Um, when's the last time you had an invitation to come up from a Christian Roman soldier? Because <laughs> yeah. um, as I mentioned, whether it's uh, you're suffering loss that I have suffered of a loved one, whether it's a marriage you're contending for, or you've been through and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, whether it's uh, personal finances, whether it's your kids aren't behaving the way you want them to and they're struggling too, It doesn't matter what the battle is, the struggle. It, it, all has, it, it, it all has a very challenging effect on us. But the eternal thing is we want it to draw it closer to the Lord. right? So, so I'm going to ask the, um, we have some of the ministry team if they could come up. And, and I want you guys just to press into this that um, That there is joy in the morning, right? Scripture talks about that. Weeping may come in the night, but joy comes in the morning. And my joy is returning, praise God. I'm very thankful for that. Um, But come up and get ministered to. Let, let, Let the Lord speak into your life through these wonderful, godly people. And not be afraid to do that. And... Because he wants to heal our broken hearts. I think he wants to make us all a brave heart. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's got a different name for you, but he wants us all to be brave in the power of his might. And that can be yours. That can be yours today. Maybe today is a day of breakthrough for you um, that the Lord can use for his glory and hopefully get some other people saved in the process. So,